shore where the mountains meet the sea in a clapboard shack by a broken down tree there's a light in the window just salty gals inside i'm not sure if they're witches but you know that's implied got the storytelling ego swelling pillow talking moonlight walking sea Welcome back, bitches. <laughs> Welcome to the CX Podcast. I'm Katie Nordgren. And I'm Chris Jeffa. And Katie's back from the UK. Hooray! Rosé all day. Just back from the UK. Yeah. I, uh, you know, you guys wouldn't have known this because we were so good at keeping up our podcasting schedule, but Katie's been gone for like three fucking weeks. Yeah, and you were gone for like a week before then, so we haven't seen each other in like almost a month. Which is crazy. It's unheard of. I kind of feel like I still have seen you all the time. Yeah, we <laughs> talked constantly while we were gone. We had a life lying to each other and I would wake up in the middle of the night and talk to you basically not on purpose <laughs> it would just worked out well because it w- I would be on my lunch break at work and Katie would be like up in the middle of the night needing a chat and I'd be like perfect I'm awake <laughs> distract me from all of this work stuff yes absolutely so yeah we're this is our first recording in close to a month mm-hmm. I'd, I'd say like about a month probably so yeah. Wow. Okay. What have we been up to? Lots of things. Chris, let's start. Let's start with your your trip to uh, to Oregon. To Oregon. It was lovely. So I went and visited uh, my friends in Eugene and in Portland. I did a little bougie treat myself kind of thing where instead of traveling for twelve or thirteen hours straight, I decided to take a stop in Seattle first. Nice. So I did a Seattle overnight. I took myself out for a fancy dinner at like a local wine bar. Stayed in a really really swank ass hotel. Um, and then took the train down to Eugene. And it was the old school train that I've never taken before. It's the Coast Starlight. It was the double-decker old train um, that had a dining car that you had to make reservations and like go sit in the dining car. It was very fancy. It was the friendliest train ride I've ever been on. So it, basically, it's the train that goes from Seattle to Los Angeles, Ooh. which is really fucking long. City of Angels. <laughs> and so everyone, I guess, was like settling in for a long-ass train ride. For a long winter's nap. <laughs> so they all wanted to just get to know each other, which is so weird. I'm usually, I just put my headphones in and like ignore everybody when I'm traveling. Right. And the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> but they, everyone just started talking to each other right away, so... I kept notes of the people that you meet on the train. There was the young horologist, a.k.a. a watchmaker, uh, from Indonesia who's moving to L.A. I put in brackets, he was young and cute. Wow. Yeah. Okay. That's a lot, hey? Wow. Interesting stuff. So he was, like, going to make a life for himself in Los Angeles. I only just found out what the word horologist meant a couple of weeks ago, so it's interesting that you would bring it up again, because I read about it for some reason in the comic book Sex Criminals. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. That has some time travel elements in it, doesn't it? You freeze time. Yeah, with fucking, yeah. 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 So, yeah, horology, which is a great name for it. There was um, a whole family from Atlanta that were going from Seattle to L.A. Um, I guess they live in Seattle now. And the guy, like, the dad, they had so many teens. They had, like, five teens or preteens. Too many teens. But... So they were all just, like, wandering the train. Like, there was a whole, like, an observation car that had, like, floor-to-ceiling glass windows so wow. you could look outside. And I guess at night, you can watch the stars, hence the starlight thing. Wow. As you go along the Pacific Coast. and all the, all the, like, seats recline back so you can just lie down and watch the stars on the train. I kind of want to go on the fucking train to L.A. now. Well, let's do it. It seemed really nice. You can get, like, a sleeper cabin. Yeah. So cute. 
I literally just watched Murder on the Orient Express last night. <laughs> Let's go on a train ride. Let's get murdered on a train, Chris. <laughs> Let's let Hercule Poirot solve our murder on the train. Oh, would... we killed each other because we loved each other too much. <laughs> oh, no. That's the answer to everything. Yes. I actually, I just, so it's Kenneth Branagh's uh, Murder on the Orient Express. Oh, I want to see it. Directed, starred in it. It's, I don't know if it's good, but I loved it. Because he is the hammiest ham. I said I called him a gilded ham on Twitter, <laughs> and I feel like that's very accurate. I had to message one of my old old close friends from uh, high school, Paula Mossbrucker, who lives in, I think, Toronto now, and because uh, we were obsessed with Kenneth Branagh for some reason in our of, grade Because of class. Hamlet. Because of Hamlet. So this one... I liked Kenneth Branagh because of Hamlet, and then also the other one with Emma Thompson, Much and they were do. married, yeah. Yeah. I really... I just think he's great. I love him, uh, and... He's really good as Poirot, and the accent's terrible, but I love it. I mean, it's supposed to be, isn't it? He has the most extreme moustache. It's not like a little whoop. It's like a big fucking honking guy. Nice. And, yeah, uh, it's beautifully filmed, and I was like, oh, fuck, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get through this because Johnny Depp is in it. Mm -hmm. But he's in it in the capacity that it's very easy to watch Johnny Depp in the movie. Uh, Does he get his ass kicked a bunch? Well... You know, someone has to be murdered in the movie. Oh, oh excellent. <laughs> he is the murdered one. Nice. And I kept thinking, like, oh, he's probably going to come back and actually be the murderer or whatever. Like, no, he's just so super dead, and he dies real early on. So. I mean, that's great. Yeah, so sorry for the spoiler, retroactively, but, like, yeah, uh, yeah I really don't like Johnny Depp anymore, so I was like, fuck, how am I going to handle this movie? Easily, it turns out. Nice. Yeah. So it's really fun. I recommend it. It's a, a jolly little little excursion. I would 100% so. watch that because I really liked reading all the books. Yes, and so trains. So now I'm yeah. like, yeah, let's let's take a train. Let's probably not get murdered. Mm-hmm. But I'm in love with trains now too, so. This family was so cute though. They were like the oh, dad, all of the teens and the dad was just like sitting like chilling while his kids were just roaming around. He's like, man, I remember that we used to cram all of us in a station wagon and like you couldn't get out of the car, you know? This is so much better. Mm-hmm. So they could just like walk around and not bother him <laughs> and it was very cute. So they could just bother other people. They were good teens. They were actually extremely good teens. They just... Extreme teens. Yeah, they Polite just... Polite edition. They just, like, went to the little, like, lounge car and played cards. It was cute. There was no Wi-Fi on the train, so they had Ooh. to, like, do analog things. <laughs> um, there was, like, a nerdy guy who was, like, he was too excited that I was playing Civilization Five. Like, he saw it over my shoulder, and he's like, Ew. Are you playing Civ Five? Like, I didn't I didn't tell him that I was also listening to a Dungeons & Dragons podcast at the yeah, same time. for the best. Time. He would have just jizzed himself to death. Yeah. <laughs> but he kept trying to give me advice on how to play the game, and I had to, like, tell him, just, like... I just want to play this for fun. I like exploring the maps. Like, I don't need strategy about battles. He's like, oh, but if you do this and whatever, I'm like, I don't care. Thank nice. you. <laughs> Thank nice. you. I don't care. And he was nice about it. And then he wound up sleeping like the whole way, which was funny. Wow. Um, in the dining car, because you, they make you sit with strangers. You can't sit by yourself. Um, there was a, gra- a grandma rancher from Eugene. Ooh, okay, cool. Yeah, and she was from the outskirts, and she's got four generations on her farm right now. Holy shit. So it's her, her daughter... Her daughter's husband, the daughter's husband's parents, no, the daughter's husband's grandparents. Oh, okay. And their kids. So it's like great grandma, grandma, mom, and kids. Okay. And she was just like, yeah, we didn't plan on having them all move into our house, but here we are. That's how it is. And they're in the process of building other houses on the property because they have a huge acreage and whatever. Right. But she's like, right now, we don't get a lot of privacy, and you don't really realize when you just live by yourselves for a long time, her and her husband, mm-hmm. she's like, you don't really realize how, like, insular and eccentric you get until somebody, like, tells you. So she's like, yeah, we don't get a lot of privacy. There's a toddler that opens our bedroom door a lot. And I was just like, freaky grandma. And she's just like, yeah, well, we still got it. 
<laughs> but they're just not getting it because they don't have the privacy. So she's like, I can't wait till that other house is built and the children can leave my house. Oh my god, I couldn't imagine. That would be so annoying. It was very cute. And there was a, a mom and her eight-year-old son who were like world travelers. This kid was just, like, so confident and, like, able to travel everywhere, which is so cool. And then, finally, my seatmate was an executive assistant from the Philippines. Oh, wow. And she just wanted to talk to me about, like, management stuff. And then I mentioned, you know, my name was Christina. Oh, it sounds like, uh, you know, Christmas and Christ. And we started getting into Catholicism a bit. And then she's just like, oh, my favorite pope is Pope John Paul II. And I was just like, oh, yeah, bitch. Like, I met him. You like him? I met him two times. Two times. And I'm like, yeah, he was my dad's pre She just freaked. And she just wanted to talk to me all about the pope a lot. Just, for the I love. Ride. There's something about, you know, I don't like any organized religion, but there is just something about Pinoy Catholicism that is so passionate yeah. that I really appreciate. So, yeah, she, like, <laughs> um, I'm looking at my back pages of my journal, and it oh, looks cool. like it looks like I was a crazy person, because I kind of was for a little while. I was, like, in such need of getting away yes. that I just, like, scribbled down everything that I need to do. Um, but I wound up having, like, the most beautiful time. So I just, I got to Eugene, yeah. drove my friend's car around for a while, explored the city, nice. like, went to their contradance performance, which is, like, it's, like, square dancing, but you do it in, like, a big line with, like, partners, and you go in and out, and you element. So it looks like it's a combination of square dancing and, like, Renaissance courtly dancing. I was just dancing. gonna say, like, it renaissance dancing, where yes. you touch your palms together yes. and stuff? it's called an alamand. Wee wee mon chéri. Alamand is German. I guess it's the French word for the German dance. Yes, anyway. exactly. <laughs> Alemania. But it was very sweet, um, and then I got to hang out with my, like, essentially my nephew, mm-hmm. who's... 10 or 11 now, Mm -hmm. so we got to just, like, curl up in a comforter and just, like, play video games together. cute. It was so cute. I like him so much. We, like, drove out to the beach. I really wanted to go to Hot Springs, but... There was an avalanche? There was an avalanche! All the roads got closed, so I couldn't drive to Hot Springs, which was too bad. Mm -hmm. But instead we drove an hour the other direction... And got to the beautiful beach, so I got to see sand dunes and, like... Yeah, the picture was amazing. so pretty. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, like, sand dunes, which was great. I got to babysit my friend's kids so that they got to have, like, a little... A date night? Yeah, just do, doing their own things, but, like, with a little less stress kind of thing, which mm-hmm. was good. Um, I went up to, or to uh, Portland and just had a really nice time with my other friends and their kids and, like, ah. Uh, this little boy, <laughs> he's so cute, and he just, like, remembered me, sort of, or at least, oh, wow. like, took to me again the same way that he did when he was he's really like, little. like, I know that I've seen Auntie Chris before, and I liked her. Yeah, and, like, he had one day where he was, like, so tired, and it was just, like, having Aww. a meltdown, and so I said to his dad, like, okay, take him out to the car, and I'll finish buying, like, whatever we were buying in the grocery store, mm-hmm. and he's carrying the kid away, and the kid's, like, reaching out behind going, Chris! Aww. Chris, no! like freaking out I was just like my heart was breaking and he's so cute how old is this kid three Aww, I love an intense him age. <laughs> the feelings he's so sweet so yeah I don't know I just like hung out I wrote down in my journal I was like just fort building and cuddles I like didn't explore Portland at all yeah, it well. was just rainy and cold and so we built a fire every night and just like cuddled with the baby and read books and that's really what you needed it was awesome and like had really just good talks with my dearest friends like hey you know <laughs> what I mean present company is like you're the top fucking tier <laughs> you fucking better be yeah you're my best friend they're my yes. dearest friends you know yeah what yeah, I mean? yeah like, totally there's... best is above dearest I just need to know where I am in the fucking hierarchy Chris. <laughs> I'm totally kidding as if there's any question you there bitch isn't. there's not <laughs> you bitch bonch 
Um, but it was, yeah, it was a really, really restorative trip. And I got a lot of inspo about, like, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> I said that. Um, of just, like, you know what? I'm in a really interesting position in my job right now where I have the ability to make a lot of change. And let's just try to make as much change as possible mm-hmm. that they can't undo very easily. <laughs> so I kind of got like a second wind and then went back to work feeling like a hell of a lot better. So that's that was so good to hear. Really, really, really good. So I'm just like, well, I know if I ever feel stressed again, I'll just take the train down to Portland, get a fucking pep talk yeah. from good old Jesse Matheson, who's Hello. a fucking dreamboat. It's awesome. Yeah. So, and his wife, Chanoa, is also a dreamboat, and they're so fun. It's a family full of dreamboats. Yeah. And then it was just all comedy for the rest of that week. I just went to the fest- every comedy show. How was the fest? I missed the whole thing. Yeah. It was awesome. Great. I don't know. I saw really good shows pretty much every night. Goddamn. And I even didn't go to all the ones that I... Shit, goddamn. You know, was gonna go to and stuff, and just, like, everything was super Did you have awesome. a favorite? Um, I think Beth Stelling was outstanding. She's I really, so fucking funny. She's so funny. And then she sat next to me at the next show that I went to, and huh? I was just like, you're great. That's really cute. Yeah. So, she was kind of a highlight. Um, and I just, yeah, Maria Bamford and Jackie Cation. Like, our girls. Our gals. I love them. So, em. so good. Yeah. Um... Who else did I see? I did see Cameron Esposito and Rhea Butcher, and they were so good because it was just like, they did their, like, you know, duo kind of riffing together for, like, a long time, mm-hmm. but then when they actually went to, like, do their stand-up, they're like, so, like, we're just gonna try some new stuff, and it's gonna be a bit risky, and so, like, Rhea Butcher just talked about period stuff the whole time, and Cameron Esposito talked about sexual assault stuff the oh, whole wow. time, and it was just like... These are both really intense and, like, dark funny that I haven't seen from them in a while because normally... Yeah, normally Cameron does the period jokes. Yeah. (laughs) But it was, like, really good. I was like, holy shit. So, that was very... That's awesome. Very queer crowd. Oh, and I saw Lord. Oh, Oh, my God. I had a really fun week, I guess. Yeah, I saw Lord with Run the Jewels opening. Yeah. Crazy lineup. Love that. Lord is so good. I was really um, not expecting much because I've seen lots of live shows of hers, like, at festivals and Mm -hmm. stuff, but this is, like, her first stadium tour. Right. And they built a beautiful set, and she had amazing costume changes and sang perfectly, and the backing tracks were all synced up perfectly so that she could, like rest her voice a little bit right. like I, I remember there was a song that I've sung before um like with a backing band and stuff for New Year's perfect places yeah and I was just like that song's so hard to sing how's she gonna do it and she totally only sings like half the song okay. she doesn't do the high notes live and I'm like that's good because that wrecked my voice yeah so they like it's a seamless backing track and it just sounds perfect well and done lord she had like a live band and like all these dancers like just doing like beautiful like you know, that contact improv kind of rubbing on each other kind of dancing. It was so so good. And, like, a set that, like, was a glass box that raised and lowered out onto the stage or whatever. And I was just like, fuck, man. Like, she was so David Bowie-y. Yeah. It was beautiful. Yeah. And then I was like, fuck, man, Janelle Monet is so Prince. Like, so, like, we haven't lost those artists. We no. just have their protégés, which are both amazing young women. Yeah, and, like, both of them definitely were in contact with those yes. artists prior to their Yeah, Prince deaths. helped produce stuff on Janelle Monet's new album, and I can't wait to hear it. Dirty Computer is going to be so Her amazing. Her new song about, like, the way you make me feel. I yeah. listened to that, like, 16 times in a row strutting down the street. It was... Oh, yeah. I've listened to it so many times. And the... <coughs> Sorry. And the second single off of it, Django Jane, is amazing because I've never really heard her rap before apart from, like, inside of a pop song. And she's always been sort of, like, I don't know, very clean yeah. in a way, which um, 
is sort of a weird word to use, but I think but it's she was the, like not really controversial. She was no, or like or she was like, like yeah, where I like support women and like coming out of poverty is really hard and like black people don't get a lot of great opportunities and I'm using androids as a as a you know a stand-in for race, gender, and sexuality. Mm-hmm. But then this one, it was just like, hey, I'm bi, and I want to fuck. Yeah. It's basically, and then Django Chain is just like, fuck you, you didn't do anything to help me. Like, yeah. And women are taking over now forever. Yeah. Like, queer women. You sit are down, men. Yeah. It's pretty great. Yeah. She's so amazing. Yeah. I so, yeah, I was her. just, I was just feeling really just like over, like, just full of love, mm-hmm. like just women. It sounded like you had a lot of really energizing experiences. Yeah, I sure did. It really recharged my battery pack. Yeah, you need to. Mm-hmm. It's importante. Yeah. So it's good. And yeah. then the next week, then then you came back. Then I came back. And here That's I am. So good. You were in Victoria. I had a nice I did. Time. I did go over to Victoria for a little work shindig. Not shindig, but like mm-hmm. some actual working. Which is another thing that I realized recharges my batteries to like. Instead of working remotely with a team and everything's on the phone, I got to work in person for a bit, and it was just like, hey, we actually all do work really well together. So, like, all of these things that just minimize my stress Mm -hmm. in a very good way. So, yeah, I'm pretty fucking stoked about life right now. Hell yeah, girl. And, you know, maybe coincidentally that has corresponded with the sun coming out again. Generally seems to help my mood, you know? Yeah, it was such a... You came to my place today because you were... um, you were out in New Westy. Hanging out with uh, Biff Naked. Uh, no big as deal. As one does. No and uh, yeah, we, we, I drove us back here and uh, I just like almost fell asleep in the driver's seat just because it was so nice and sunny. You I didn't just tell to, me like, that while we were driving. I didn't actually almost fall asleep. <laughs> I was just like, I want to pull over and take a nap right now because it's so warm and nice. It felt so good. Yeah. It was just like just seeping into my, my cells. Although it wasn't, it wasn't bad where I was. How it was, wasn't bad. How was the United Kingdom, Katie? It was something and a half. It was... Was this your first time that you'd really been, or... Yeah, I'd never been to the UK before. Okay. Never. I'd been to Dublin. Okay. So I'd been to Ireland before, and I've been to uh, Amsterdam. I've been to Spain, and I've been to Portugal. Did you never Um, pass through London, or...? No, never Uh once. Not uh even for a minute. Um, Generally speaking, I've always hubbed through Amsterdam, the Schiphol airport. Because KLM is the bomb. And... Yeah, and I, I was, uh, yeah, they're, they've become a lot more expensive lately, unfortunately, which is too bad. So I'm, I'm, I've had to transition to Iceland Air, yeah. um, who took me to and fro and at a pretty decent rate. And, and you had to stop in Iceland for a couple of hours or whatever? It was all cool. I just, uh, I would bring a lot more of my own food next time because buying any amount of food in Iceland uh, costs a million dollars. <laughs> so I got like, uh, on my way home, I got a sandwich. You called me out on this. I was like, oh, you said a snack. You bought a scotch. I was like, yeah, a scotch as a snack for your liver. <laughs> um, <laughs> Need so to got, give your liver something to do. Munch, munch, munch. Exactly. So I got like a chicken tikka salad, uh, one beer, and one tiny, tiny bottle of scotch. Ultimately cost me like $33 Canadian. Just, Just so insane. But there you go. Anyway, yeah. So Iceland Air. It's kind of budget, but... And the planes are small, but really, really simple flights, like to and fro, and it all worked out great. Um, taking the train just makes a lot of sense in England, like getting the train to where I was staying, which like huge, 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 huge shout out to my mom's friend, Hillary, who, or my mom and dad's friend, I should say, who let me just use her apartment. That is so cool. It was so cool. I want to be that kind of a lady. 
you will be. <laughs> and she and I were like, oh yeah, we are really similar people. Like we, I'm like, you're my vision of the future, pretty much. You you live your own life. You have a job that like lets you sort of globe trot a lot. She's been, she has the most insane amount of, you know, flight points and mm-hmm. stuff because she does all this stuff so often. She's got a really set routine for like doing her turnaround to go out and do more things. And yeah, and she took me out for lunch on, on Mother's Day, which was interesting because Mother's Day is much earlier in the UK. And uh, which, of course, the server thought we were mother and child. So <laughs> that was kind of fun. Um, yeah, it was just, it was super nice to meet her. She was really lovely. And uh, I was like, oh, this is so great, and I want to be your best friend, so you will let me do this again. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I wish was I she, could was pay she, her back in some way, but... Was she there while you she were was staying there? Just for a, a two days. Nice. Um, and she stayed... There's, like, a guest suite in her apartment building, and she just stayed in it for two nights. She's like, oh, why bother changing the sheets and stuff? Like, huh. She's super cool. That's she's so nice. Just a really rad lady. Uh, yeah, and so... So I got into England on the 3rd of March after... Um, probably 14 hours of travel and I'd been awake for about 36 hours and uh and I immediately pretty much went over to I had a little nap and then I went over to meet these friends that I have had on Tumblr for the last I don't know three four years maybe and oh my god they're the coolest people I have ever met basically they're they're a little younger than me they're all you know 26 27 28 and just instantly they were like, come into our house. We've made you curry. We've made you gin drinks. We've made you all of these things. Aww. And they made me feel so welcome. And I got so wasted drunk and took my Uber home and, uh, and barfed all day the next day. <laughs> <laughs> so I ruined a whole day. And then I went to Scotland. I went to Edinburgh for three days and took the goddamn Virgin East Coast train yes. from... King's Cross Station all the way up to Edinburgh. It's four hours, 15 minutes. Isn't it so nice? It is so fucking civilized is the word that I would use for it because it was, you know, it was about 110 bucks for me to go up there. Whatever. Like, that's a big distance. And uh, you can just go to, they have all of these little, like, mini weight rows and mini Sainsbury's and mini Tesco's in the train station. You can just buy shit, put it in your bag. No one cares what it is. So I bought all of these tinnies, they call them, like, these little, like like 250 milliliter mixed drinks in a can. Mm-hmm, little gin and tonic or vodka yeah, sodas. Yeah, vodka sodas or like a Pimm's, which tasted awful, but because uh, <laughs> I make a good Pimm's cup and they don't, obviously. Not in a pre-mixed can. No, definitely not. You need a cucumber slice in there. Uh, so yeah, it was just, it was so fun. I stayed at a really cute Airbnb in Leith with this really nice couple who was getting married like two days after I left, which was kind of a fun energy to have in the house. <laughs> But it just, I was just, you know, doing my own thing. And I had managed to book a few stand-up spots. Yay. So I had uh, I had a spot in Edinburgh, and then I, I managed to... At the Stand to, Comedy Club, which, which is, is like, like the big club. Yeah. And it was packed. It was yeah. a Monday night, and it was just absolutely shit-packed. There was 110 people in there easily. And it was like a kind of a lukewarm night. It was just people were going up, and they were getting laughs, but it was like, ugh. And then so I was like, well, I'm not expecting too much. I'm jet-lagged. I'm drunk. Whatever. And I went out, and I did 10 minutes of some of the best comedy I've ever done. Yeah! (laughs) The fucking crowd just ate it up. It was such a good feeling. Nice. To go out there and just be like, oh, hello, I'm about to own you completely. And I did, and there was just like, thank you for owning us so thoroughly. We loved it very much. That's so awesome. Like, what a way to shake out the comedy cobwebs. Yes, to go like, to a different country. Yeah, put it in front of a new audience and like... 
then your material is not something that everyone's like, because, you know, comics see each other do the same sets all the time and whatever. Oh, yeah. And the audience was mostly audience and not other comedians, so that's probably nice. It was too. so much audience, yeah. And there was a um, there was a guy there who I, I started talking to, and he's like, oh, you're from Vancouver. I'm from Vancouver. And it turned out that he was like, I think his name's like Tom State or something like that, and he like came up with Brent Butt and all of these other folks like at when it, when the Urban Well was still sort of the main comedy place to go. Wow! And so he didn't really know a lot of the people that I knew, but um, a really funny thing was that some of the uh, there are you know some quote unquote veteran comics in Vancouver who are not super well respected because not not because they're old, but because they're bonkers. Yeah. And because they don't know how to interact with human people because they've been comedians for like thirty five years. And so <laughs> I didn't even name names and this one person was like, Do you know, you know, XYZ? I was like, Oh yeah, of course I do. Everybody knows XYZ and they're like, Oh, I fucking hate that guy. <laughs> and it was just like, oh other people were chiming in, was like, Oh yeah, he came here and he like burned the room so bad oh. and all this stuff. It was just so satisfying. I was like, I didn't know why I didn't like this person, but it's really nice to know that I shouldn't because <laughs> he's a dick. So that was a really, really excellent time. Um, uh, but of course I don't sleep. You know this about me. Mm-hmm. That's just why we were talking so much on this trip is because I was awake when you were awake, which was not a good time for me to be awake. Yeah. <laughs> so when I went to Scotland, I was like, I need to do something about this because this is the, that was the longest time I've been without marijuana in years yep. easily, like two weeks without it. Yeah. So I had to go out and buy this herbal supplement for sleep. I started with herbal. Haha. Well, yeah, I mean, this straight up is just like passion flower and shit, but I got the, um, what are the, the rescue remedy Mm -hmm. night. And I crossed that with, so I did two, I was doing two herbal supplements. I did that with a good night, which is a super drug, uh, herbal combo. What is that? What do you mean? Super drug? Well, super drug is just a drugstore there. So it's just their brand name. Oh, I see. And, uh, and I proceeded to have the most outlandish, detailed dreams that I have ever had, I think. Um, and I don't know if it's because I smoke pot or because I'm on antidepressants, but I just generally don't dream. Mm-hmm. And so being off of the weed and on these weird herbal supplements made me just dream the craziest, horniest dreams. <laughs> like That's also Scotland. It's something in the water. It just makes you horny. <laughs> yeah, well, the, the so Scotland just smells like scotch. Yeah. At night. Yeah. In Edinburgh. I was just like it's walking the, down the, the street. It's the brewery district. And it's All just the... burning peat yeah. and just smoke. And it's so nice. And it's like wet, minerally stone and all of these wonderful smells together. And just the way the, the road sounds when you walk on it in your mm-hmm. little boots is so, like, satisfying. Oh, I miss it so bad. So the dream that I had was about uh, a soft apocalypse scenario where um, some wild woman and I had taken over a golf course and we were defending it from interlopers. And <laughs> we, you know, drove our... We rigged the... Um, Rigged the carts to run around on solar. So we were like zipping around and like defending our territory. And oh, at night we would make love in the clubhouse. <laughs> this is a great dream. I highly recommend these weird pills. Uh, yeah. Um, so, and I also took your advice and I went to the captain's bar. Yay! The your captain's bar. bar. And I remember like I was just feeling really melancholy because it was like nine in the morning and you're like, yep, I'm going to go there. And I was just like, please send me a picture. And I was just like, I was so like physically remembering and like having memories about that place. Mm-hmm. And then you were just like, Chris, are you haunting me right now? <laughs> you in my body at this exact moment? It's like, did I astral project for a minute? Maybe. I felt very, very warm and tingly. 
it might have been the scotch I was drinking, but uh, <laughs> but no, I felt like somebody had hijacked me for a little bit, so I figured it was probably you. Yeah, I just like it's my favorite bar, and I'm so happy that you went there. Like I basically made that place my second home. It was really lovely, and it's, it's so tiny, a, so tiny, so cute, but just the fucking nicest people. Yeah. There's always music. Like mm-hmm. it was just, it was great, so good. It was so one I'm, of my favorite parts I'm of really, really, really glad that you went there. And found it. And, and I went to the I went to the gay bar that you recommended, but I went for lunch because I'm just that kind of homo. <laughs> but you know what? I had an absolutely delightful flatbread. It was so good. And, yeah, and served the, to you uh, by some tasty some, bears, some delicious old bears uh, who were like, "Oh yeah, hello, my lesbian brethren or yeah. sistren or whatever you want to call it, lesbian comrade, my comrades." So I feel like yeah, Edinburgh is. A city with a lot of magic, and you primed me for that, mm-hmm. so I'm, I'd really like to experience it with you someday. Yeah. I think that would be super, super I fun. I want to go back so bad. And our, our friend, Nick, who um, I was like, oh, he should meet you at the Captain's, because he works there, and mm-hmm. show you around or whatever, he just keeps telling me, he's like, come back for Beltane, that's like when all the pagans like have an orgy, basically. Yeah, he's like, you should come to Beltane. I'm like, I don't want to have sex with all of your friends. <laughs> He's like showing me videos and pictures on his phone, and as was the uh, Polish um, woman who was running the bar. Nice. She's like, though I am a bit of a what do you say, pyromaniac. It's <laughs> just like showing me all these pictures of fires she set. <laughs> it was great. It's a very fire forward kind of festival. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've I've gathered that. Lots but. of burning. So it was just like a really really incredible time. Um, Scotland was great. Got to see our pal Luna Yay. in Glasgow for a night. We went and saw the fish fucking movie. The Glasgow banter. Yeah, the, the wee Glasgow bant. Yeah. So that was it. Was just so good to see her. Um, and then, yeah. So London. Um, I don't even know if I like the city so much or if it's just that I love my friends. Yeah. I just, they were so great. So it was Hannah, Becca, Kim, Charlotte, and Niall, who are all people that I've just known for years, especially Becca, Niall, and um, and Kim. Mm-hmm. And so I figured, like, it would be weird to meet them, and it wasn't at all. They were just exactly as they seem online. That's so nice. Which is so strange because, you know, internet. very, very rarely does that happen. Although when I met you, I kind of felt the same. I was just like, oh, you are exactly the vibe you put out online. Like you're really honest about who you are. Mm-hmm. And so it's been so cool insofar as it's like you, you, these people you think you're going to get along with, but you don't know for sure. And then you meet them and it's like, oh yeah. Okay. It's like, we've known each other for years. Cause we have. Yeah. So the, the like, acclimatization period is a little bit shorter, I think. So it was, it was, so I saw them, went to Scotland for like five days, came back and just, they spent so much time with me and I'm so appreciative. We went to the Victoria and Albert Museum together and inadvertently created a meme. (laughs) A low grade meme. Tell me about this because I only saw the aftermath of it and it just seemed bad. (laughs) It was just really funny, honestly. Like, Becca's so funny. She's such a funny, funny, zippy person, and I really like her. And um, she has a degree in the classics, basically, in history. So she's like, she knows a lot about sculpture and whatnot. But she was showing me this list, this lineup of like busts of famous dead guys in marble or whatever. And she's like, oh, you know, V. Compt, whatever the ninth, bitch, this guy, bitch, Oliver Cromwell, bitch. <laughs> so I was like, oh, that was really funny. We should go back and, and videotape it because it's like it's like a thing from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, right? It's just like Galileo, bitch. <laughs> so I videoed her doing this and then he's like, Oliver Cromwell, bitch. <laughs> I was like, total bitch. So you can hear me on the video. And I posted it to Tumblr thinking this is going to be really funny for like the 15 people who know us. Yeah. 
It's like, oh, cool, our friends are, like, connecting. That's and being, great. being silly and in a museum. And being so silly and having a great time in this museum. And then for some reason, like, a bunch of, like, national British nationalists or something <laughs> were like, how dare you say these things about Oliver Cromwell? <laughs> but he was a bad dude. And they, they're like, oh, you're you're all fat Tumblr bitches. You look like Easter eggs and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> the people in this video make me physically ill. I, it was just so funny. And then so people just started kind of piling on and being like, but Oliver Cromwell was a total bitch. <laughs> So that's the discourse now, is that Oliver Cromwell equals bitch, basically. And, um, yeah, I was like, at first I was like, oh my god, Beck, I'm so sorry that I dragged you into this uh, by posting it. And, you know what? We were, our friendship is now forged in the flame. No <laughs> so kidding. we've been through a trolling. I've never, yeah, never had any of my things blow up like that before. That's <laughs> crazy to, like... You just attracted all these weird neo-Nazis. Yeah, it was, it was, we have no idea why that happened. So it did though. Whatever. Anyway. So yeah, spending time with them was really like the highlight of the whole trip for me. Uh, and doing stand-up also was really incredible. You had I had another um, set in London, hey? I had two sets in London. I had them on the Sunday and the Monday. I was supposed to have three, but one I was too hungover for. That's my bad. Uh, I'm not a professional. <laughs> so the Sunday, the Sunday I performed at South Kensington Comedy Club. And then the Monday I performed at this place called the Betsy Trotwood, which is sort of well known as being just a sort of like really cool little basement club. Nice. The Betsy Trotwood. It's a really funky pub and it has this cool ancient looking basement and that's where the comedy happens. It's got that good dank. It's got Laurie really good dank, say. extremely good dank. And then the South Kensington Comedy Club is like up the stairs in a different pub, like right by the South Kensington tube station, the tube. Um, <laughs> and so I got there like 15 minutes before the show. There's like five people. I'm like, whatever, I'll perform to five people. I don't give a shit. And then suddenly a crap load of tourists showed up. There was oh. just like four women from Seattle. There was a couple from Denver. There was a couple from France. There was a couple from New York. So there ended up being like 15 real audience members and like eight or nine comedy. So, you know, like 20 people is not a bad show sometimes. Totally. And I had a great set and it was really, really fun. And then the next day I went to the Tower of London and I got recognized. What? By the American girls who were, they were in the front, the front row and they were like, oh my God, you were the, com you were one of the comedians last night. You're awesome. Oh my God. We loved you. That's hilarious. It was so cute. London has that ability, like you run into the same people over and over in London, which is weird. People run into me easily because I'm... Fair enough, Distinctive. but it's like, it's a big fucking city, but I had like some weird magic shit happen in London that it was just like, why do I keep running into you? Mm -hmm. This is pretty amazing. Um, that's very funny. Didn't you also have someone in Edinburgh, like do like a drive by, like you were awesome on bikes or something. They were like, yeah, oh yeah, bikes. that totally did happen. I forgot about that. But <laughs> yeah, after the stand, like this doesn't happen super often to me. It shows it happened to me like the first time I ever did the comedy mix, like that people leaving were like, Oh, Hey, you were great. Yeah. I was like, Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, it's happened a few times in Portland, but like, this is the first time it had happened in a while where like a bunch of people who were leaving were just like, you were so awesome. You were great. And there were definitely two people leaving on bikes who like biked by and was like, you were funny, <laughs> which he, you, you can always do that to me. You can always cat call me if it is telling me that I was funny. <laughs> so I'm fine with that. Um, yeah, and everything else, like, I don't really, you know, I went to a lot of galleries and did that kind of stuff and drank a lot of booze, and I had crazy emotions the whole time, like, mm -hmm. just 
not sleeping and like realizing that oh I have these new friends now and now I have to immediately leave and, and not so see hard. them for who knows how long and so like I was talking to you constantly we like both cried our faces off on chat together at one point there was definitely one evening where it lined up that I was like home it was like three in the morning for me yeah and you were drunk and I was just awake and just maudlin for yeah. some reason I don't even know why now but I was just tired and I was just like I don't know how to be a person. It's so hard. And so we're just, like, sobbing on yeah, the Yeah, and it was together. just, like, the most codependent bullshit ever. It was just yes. like, I just miss you so much, and I wish I could be there for you, to blah, blah, blah. And I sent you a picture of my, like, crying face. <laughs> I did the same thing when I left, like, Becca and Niall's house on my last night. I, like, sent a picture to, to Tessa. I was like, look how hard I'm crying. <laughs> and she's like, oh, my honey. And, of course, now I'm home, and I'm like, I'm fine now. Like, I'm okay. <laughs> I just needed to be a huge baby for a minute. It's fun to have big emotions. No, it isn't. It's awful, and I hated it very much. And it was good, though, to know that I do feel that hard sometimes, because um, here's the other thing, is that, like, I don't know how much of that was me not sleeping, me meeting new people, me, like, realizing that I'm in love with a big, like, landmass that I need to go back to as soon mm-hmm. as possible. Uh, also that I started bupropion four weeks ago, and now I think it's, like, getting up to a level in my system that I can actually notice the difference in my, like, brain juice. Oh, okay. So there's also, yeah, there's that, and I'm feeling very different than I have been. Um, I wouldn't say, like, happier necessarily, just more, like... You have a range of emotions instead of just, like, a flatness, or... Yeah, well, I think it's, like... (laughs) For lack of a better term, I feel turned on. Like, not sexually, uh-huh. although sure, but like, <laughs> but just like, oh, okay, like I'm not in standby mode anymore. I'm like actually awake and ready to you live like, in your be a life. Person. Yeah, I'm like, I like showed up and I'm here in my body now. Cool. Which is kind of a cool vibe. Uh, and it's also Pisces season, so that explains why I've been crying so much. <laughs> it's just the end of Pisces. This is the new moon in Pisces today. Yeah, well, it's, I've cried a lot in the last month. Yeah, so. you're clearing out all that I shit. I cried more in the last month than I have probably in the last two years, so. There was nothing super extra wrong. I just needed to get it out. Mm-hmm. It's out. It's out of there. Yeah. Just cried it all out. Cried it out. Cried it out. That's not a bad thing. Yeah. Having emotions. Yeah, but I do still hate it. Yeah, why do you hate it so much? I don't know. It's just like it makes me feel like really vulnerable and like other people are responsible for my feelings if I'm crying near them and then they're uncomfortable because they might cry because of that and, and I'm just like, <laughs> I'm sorry. They're like, it's fucking fine. Like, it's totally okay. Like, no, it's not. I'm lame and annoying. <laughs> like, no, no, no. It's fine. You're it's allowed not... to have feelings. Sounds fake, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, great trip. Loved it so much. Can't wait to go back. Want to be there longer. And mm-hmm. Tessa and I have talked about going, you know, for like six weeks to two months or something because she can work while we're there and I can do stand-up. That would be so fun. There's so much stand-up in that city. Uh, and I could go to Glasgow. I could go to... Like, I love Scotland so much. And the tra- I love trains, Chris. Yes. Me love trains. You could even go out to, like, Wales or, like... Why not? Like, eastern I want to go to the like... White Cliffs of Dover. Yeah. I want to see all this shit. We can reenact Poldark, where we just, like, stand on the cliffs and just... Should like... I just scythe? Just scythe to my heart's content? Yeah. 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 So I also wrote down matching tattoo ideas, because when we were drunk and crying, we were talking about getting matching tattoos, which is a terrible plan. Oh my god. (laughs) But not, like, matching in the same spot. No. But just, like, corresponding tattoos Yes, that's what I was saying, like... But 
It was like that, you know, I'm super obsessed with florals and you're super obsessed with nautical stuff so I could get a nautical tattoo and you could get a floral tattoo. That's a good idea. And that would be our, like, it wouldn't be like we have matching tattoos, but you have a little piece of me and I have a little piece of you. I like that. I did write matching. I meant corresponding tattoos. I was like, what about geometric flowers? Could be a cool look. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah. I mean, I have nautical tattoos. Am I still so into nautical stuff? Probably. I do like a boat. Yeah. I found there was a, uh, I don't know, a barge, like, what do you call, like, a houseboat that just sort of yeah, sits those, on the Yeah, those flat, they're barges, yeah. There was one that was called the Dusky Parakeet. <laughs> it's just like, oh, I love this. It's just like a little low, sloopy type of thing. It's mm-hmm. not a sloop, but you know what I mean. I like those kinds of boats. In Edinburgh, in the canal near where I was working, there was a little barge that was also a little restaurant, and they served a really fucking good bacon roll. Nice. <laughs> yeah. I definitely have a sign. I, I took so many pictures of signs. That is something that I really love to do. Uh, I mean, it's not great for an audio medium, but I did get some really freaking funny ones um, that were... So I, I, I made a compilation of all of the most inappropriate signs I found. Here's one from Kew Gardens, which was Woody Materials Only. <laughs> which was like, there's a new name for your spank bank. Uh, Munchbox. Nice. <laughs> Also at Kew Gardens. Like a snack pack yeah. or something? I have Ass Man for some reason. Don't know. It's something German. Uh, um, like a kid's toy store with a big sign out front that says crazy for goo. Oh, no. Well, we call that slime over here, guys. Yeah. Uh, and just a, a sign that was on like a, um, a piece of plumbing that just says stop cock. Just stop it. So it's time we stop them all. <laughs> Pretty good. And also my favorite sign in uh, right by the place I was staying uh, in Leith was just bacon rolls, etc. Yeah. What more do you need? What more do you fucking need? You're yeah. good to go. Did you have G2G. a couple bacon rolls? I didn't have a single bacon roll. Oh. I had several cheese toasties, though. Okay. I was mostly cheese and tomato toasties. I was going ham on those. Mm, so good. And bacon rolls are so fucking good. I don't really like uh, English bacon very much. Mm. It's weird. Well, why? Wow. Fine. Whatever. You have to ask you for didn't... streaky bacon if you want the North American shit. They don't have that. They sometimes do. They but... have it pretty often these days. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> it was an option many places I went. Okay, fine. Well, you took some of my advice, and for that I'm grateful. Yes, of course I did. <laughs> and of course, I didn't take your advice, but I, I just, w- I did a what would Chris do situation on one of my la- on my last day, and I was like, I'm going to take myself out for lunch. And I walked into a pub, and I'm like, oh, I've committed to this pub, and I don't really like what's on the menu. And then they ignored me for 15 minutes, so I got up and left and walked to the Italian restaurant next door, got a huge plate of creamy pasta, got 500 milliliters of wine, and then ate some salted caramel gelato, and it was the best lunch. Yeah. And I just sent amazing. you pictures of it. <laughs> sounds like, amazing. I'm doing a you lunch. <laughs> It was delicious. I like it. Yeah. So that was my trip. It was so good. It was so good. I really, yeah, I'm so happy that you like it there. Yeah. I can't not go. Like, so my buds have said that they want to come out in September. Um, I'm hoping that they do that because I really, really want to take them to Roberts Creek mm-hmm. where we conceived of the podcast. Yeah. We gave birth to the podcast. This is basically, by the way, our, our two, two year, year anniversary. Yeah. Like we released our first podcast. Um, March 15th. Yeah. And this is the 17th or whatever today. And good gravy. Yeah. We did it. Seems good. That's just don't our, give up. Our hundredth episode kind of eclipsed the two year thing, but mm-hmm. it does make sense being that there are fifty two weeks in a year that yeah. they would kind of coincide together. That's how numbers do you usually. Know? But yeah, it's um wow. We just won't stop. No. You can't make us. Yeah, they tried to make us go to rehab. We said no. 
Man, that was a stinky fart face that you just, uh, just made at me. I've just been at an addictions conference all day, Katie, so I don't appreciate you making oh, light of rehab. <laughs> all right, well, uh, what time are we at with this? <laughs> oh, 42. fuck me. <laughs> you raced through that pretty quick. Your, I did. Well, I, I was assume that people are going to be bored with what I'm saying about things, but... Uh, it's funny, people have? don't really like hearing about travel stories, but I did. Yeah. I just like hearing that you were happy and you oh. were getting some creativity and... I, uh, so, well, on my last day, I wrote in my entry, I wrote, a bitch does not want to come home. Yeah. <laughs> but then I wrote a list of all the things that I'm looking forward to when I get home, Aww. which I've now seen and enjoyed. I've got um, Tessa, The Rats, Brita Water, Coke Zero, Weed, Sobriety from Booze, not today, uh, My Own Bed, Chris and the Podcast, Good Internet, My Tumble Dryer, Therapy, Sleep, <laughs> Everything Where I Want It, Soft Water, A Haircut. The opportunity for a soft reboot on my life and more honesty. Oh, wow. So that was all the stuff that I, I felt really strongly about. Soft on. reboot on your life. Yeah, I just, the you know what, the trip really felt like it kind of awoke, awakened, uh, looking for the past tense of, of that. Mm-hmm. Awakened? Yeah. Awoken. An awakening. I had a bit of an awakening, like, uh, not quite like Estella getting her groove back, but just in, insofar as, like, I spent enough time alone and enough time trying to figure out what I wanted to do on a given day that I was like, oh, I can do that with my life now, too. Yeah, like, I, can, I can I can actually think about what I need and want and actually go do it. Yeah, and I'm <laughs> starting to, like, figure out the things that I, I want out of life, and, like, I'm starting to figure out kind of how to ask for them a little bit better, and who's to say if that will go well or painfully, but uh, it's necessary. Yeah. I need to be able to say, like, hey, this is this is what I'm into. How do you feel about it with people? And for them to, like, hopefully enthusiastically be like, yes, let's let's do that. Nice. Or that they'll, you know, counter with, not quite that. What about this thing? You know? It's an ongoing dialogue. That's, that's all okay. human relationships. That's work. That's romance. That's that's everything. Yeah, that's and that's Franz and family. There's, like, because <laughs> we did, like, a team-building exercise in my office, just in, informally, <laughs> informally, we all got the app CoStar, which is an astrology app, and put in our, our like, you star know, chart. our star chart, basically, and they make it really simple, and they just go through, like, each planet and what your, what house it's in for you and how that affects your whatever. sextile Uranus or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but we just, like, compared notes, and it was just like, yeah, sometimes, like, the thing in the house... And the planet and whatever, it's like, sometimes these things are the same where it's just like, oh, the thing that you have a lot of challenges with is the thing that's going to set you free and like transcend. And it's like, oh, most of us have that. And it's like, well, that's just a human experience, isn't it? Right? Like the thing that you have the hardest time with, Mm -hmm. once you just lean into it, embrace it and go through it, then you're going to come out way changed and probably a better, fuller version of yourself instead of just like staying behind that barrier the Mm -hmm. whole time. Yeah. I think it's pretty amazing. Just worried that my... Actualized self is real fucking needy. <laughs> but that's okay. And your current self can feel needy as well, so, yeah. like, why not try to... Just go there. I think the more self-actualized you'll become, the more you can start fulfilling your own needs instead of necessarily needing to <laughs> seek it from others. You're wiggling your eyebrows. I don't necessarily I mean just, like that. I but... just always want to be rude. I don't know why. I'm just so fucking rude, man. You got a rude attitude. I just got a rude attitude. I'm, I'm rude now. <laughs> Katie went to the UK and she came back a rude boy. Oi, in it! <laughs> Oi, mate! Came back a rude boy. Oi, bruv. <laughs> Did you meet any, like, fun English or Scottish people, like, that, besides the friends, like, just, like, randos at pubs and stuff like that, or 
Well, there was a guy at the captain's who looked just like John Byrne. The uh, I don't know if he's a poet, but he's definitely a painter. He used to be married to Tilda Swinton. Uh, and he was just, just ripping on his vape. Just straight ripping on that vape. Old that men vaping. It was just a ton of old men vaping. Vaping inside the bar? Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, it was great. Just old man vaping, sucking down that robot D. <laughs> old man vaping. It's fun for you and me. <laughs> anyway, so that was fun. Um, yeah, I, uh, I didn't meet that many Scottish people. Honestly, there's only a couple Scottish comics at the show. A lot of them were from like London and mm-hmm. just come up there because it's cheaper to be. Uh, yeah. And uh, yeah, uh, I don't know, man. It was just, I met your friend mm-hmm. who's Canadian. Yeah. So I didn't actually introduce you to any of my Scottish friends. No, I didn't. But I didn't well, get when we when we go back, we'll go hang out with like the big bear crew because they're fun. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And go do pub quiz at Planet Bar and go do some karaoke. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't go to Arthur's seat. I think I saw it. Is it the thing that just kind of looks like that? Yeah. It's like yeah. Okay. I well, that's could see that. technically the like juddy outy part is the crags. Okay, the crags. And then the lump on top is Arthur's seat, and okay. you go up and there's like a big like stone cairn, oh. and it's like yeah, King Arthur was totally here. A real guy. Yeah, totally a real guy. And, like, Edinburgh is compared to Rome because it's also got seven hills, just mm-hmm. like Rome does. So I don't know if you went up to Calton Hill at all. I didn't go anywhere. Oh, man. I, um... I, a, lot of, a lot of climbing in that city. Yeah, I did not have the ideal shoes, honestly. Like, I just took a pair of these, like, boots that I had because I thought it was raining and that I would need waterproof shoes. I really should have had runners. Because mm. I rolled my ankles so many times. Aww. Oh, yeah, that's the other thing, is I physically hurt myself a lot. Oh, on this no! Trip. Yeah, I am. <laughs> um, so I am, um, I, I could just, like, pull my pants down right now and show you all of the horrible bruises I have all over my legs, but... You just from falling down all the time? Well, I had, like, a big, I had, like, these big sort of yellowy green bruises right near my elbows, and I don't know where they came from, probably just from hauling my luggage and shit. Yeah. But, um, the second time... Like, once I got back to England after my trip to Scotland and got very drunk, um, and I don't really think this was the alcohol so much as the fact that it was just very wet and slippery because, like, I had all of my things ready to go and I was getting, and I was alighting on the step out of my friend's apartment. Oh, you took a tumble? And I just, my foot went out from under me on the marble stair because it just is slick, right? And Mm -hmm. I just, ass over tea kettle, and I just bashed my knee and I twisted my left ankle really hard. And just walked on it anyway, kind of. And I think that helped, but now it's really achy and sore. So, so I just like kind of, kind of hurt my body a lot. It wasn't great to it. Put a lot of alcohol into it. Mm-hmm. Um, ate decent food for mm-hmm. the most part. A lot of pies. Nice. So good. Lots of chips. I love it. Did you go to a late night chippy in Scotland? No, I didn't. I did. I only had fish and chips one time. It was really good. Um, yeah, and I was supposed to go for that bacon buddy or whatever on my last day, but I ended up going to a place called Bohemia directly across from the station and had an incredible breakfast. Nice. I was like, oh, I'm supposed to get something like crappy, but for eight pounds, I got these two big slabs of sourdough bread smeared with avocado and lemon juice and two like really soft poached eggs. And I just like cut them up and like covered them in salt and pepper and just bit into them. And then I had a big beer and a, a flat white. Nice. It was really... Actually, no, it was a black coffee. It was the first time I've ever had black coffee, and mm. I was too embarrassed to ask for uh, for cream, so... Oh, my God. <laughs> so I was just like, oh, I like this, actually. Yeah, it's, it's good. good. Yeah. So, yeah, a really fun solo adventure. I think, ultimately, my favorite way to travel is with somebody that I know and love, especially, like, because I was really touch-starved 
on this trip, which was sort of a weird thing for me because normally I'm just like, get off of me. Mm -hmm. But I realized that I do actually really love my wife. Oh, that's a very good realization. Yeah. And I miss her at night so bad. Like I really miss being able to reach out and touch her in the, in the, in the, in the dreaming hours (laughs) as it were. And, um, yeah, we just, we missed each other a lot and it's been really nice to be home and just back into our sort of old routine. And yeah. But the way that you'd like to travel ideally would be... Would be like if we were together, but we did separate things sort of during the day and then came back together for meals is, is that's like the best way for me. It's like, let's do stuff in the evening together. Let's go for like lunch together, like meet up, go for lunch, meet up, go for dinner or whatever, or just do like breakfast and lunch, whatever. Um, but I love to just have a lot of time to myself to explore Mm -hmm. and to not have to worry about what other people are interested in. If I'm boring them, if I'm going too slow, if I'm going too fast, because I'm very sensitive to other people's needs and I'm not comfortable with, um, stepping over them. So either somebody needs to be very, very forceful, but then generally I will let myself be stepped on or, you know, just really into whatever I'm doing, which is hard to find. Mm -hmm. So I think like finding a few things you want to do with people in the same city and then doing those things, but the rest of the time doing your own thing. That's the best. Sounds awesome. It's really the best. That was like when I went to um, to Spain to Spain with uh, where my sister-in-law and her boyfriend were living. And then Katya, my other sister-in-law, friend of the podcast, past guest Katya Washington, <laughs> um, she came out too. And we all kind of like did exactly that. Like we did stuff together during the days, but not every single day. Mm-hmm. We didn't all do the same stuff. Like, yeah. yeah. It was really like a good I like vibe. that a lot because I hate... Like, I always say this and then people make fun of me because it's like, I used to do this for a living, but I hate organizing groups to travel (laughs) or to go places. Like when it's like, you know, I went to Victoria with a bunch of my colleagues, we were all kind of there. And then it was like, oh, where should we go for dinner? What should we do? Whatever. I'm just like, well, I'm going to this place. So if anyone wants to join me and then they just all would, you know? Right. But it's like, I don't want to organize a group. I hate going to a place and be like, oh, there's not enough room for us. Where should we go? Like, what should we do? So like, if you had a big group of people and you all just kind of, yeah, came to together for certain times, but mm. mostly just like spent it apart. That would be super. Yeah. And it's like, um, what did I, I, I was trying to figure out a word for it. Like, cause it's sort of what Tessa and I are trying to figure out in our life right now is like independent togetherness. Yeah. Kind of like, cause I, you know, we both sort of gave ourselves over to the marriage really early on. And now we're just kind of like, well, what about who we are as people? Mm-hmm like independent of that, but also, you know, working on those two things, I think strengthens I think the that's relationship. called companionship, isn't it? Yeah. Well, for sure. But yeah. you know, a lot of, there's a lot of toxic patterns that people yeah. fall into or just not even toxic. That's sort of an extreme example, but like just things that aren't productive, things that sort of keep you in, um, a stasis position. And she's somebody who really, really likes change. Mm-hmm. She got a new job, mm-hmm. a really incredible new job that she started and that will allow us to travel. That's so awesome. And I'm just like, I want, I want to travel so bad. And I was talking about it on Instagram and my dad commented like, Oh, you got finally got bit by the travel bug. I was like, I think it's always been there. I just like, couldn't afford it or yeah. just like felt like it wasn't realistic, but you know, you make things, you make certain things priorities in your life. Yeah. It's, I, we were talking about like, you know, we have friends that travel all the time mm-hmm. and it's amazing. And I'm just like, how do they do it? Like, you know, we've got the same job or whatever. How come like they can save up and I can, and it's like, Oh, they're way more disciplined than I am about like your day-to-day spending whereas I'm very much a like mm-hmm. I don't want to delay any kind of yeah I don't want to delay anything and I don't want to like be so like regimented during my day mm-hmm. that in order to save up for a big experience I just want to have a good life all the time yeah <laughs> which I don't think is a bad way to be but it does make it hard to like take a big kind of trip you know yeah 
but yeah. just hoping that that kind of I comes got, up. I got very lucky with this one. Like, if it hadn't been for the accommodations, it would have been so much more expensive. Yeah. Um, but as, as it was, I only had to pay about, uh, like, $350 Canadian, maybe $400 total for, for everything. Um, the flight was... It was seven fifty, but then I had to pay more. For, I, I love it, talking explicitly about money. It was yeah. seven fifty flat, but it did not include luggage, so I ended up having to pay another one hundred and fifty seven, which was like ultimately. So the whole thing cost about nine hundred and fifty bucks mm-hmm. for the for the plane ride, which is fairly average. For yeah, going I was to gonna say a grand would do yeah yeah for flights or whatever. And then during the week, you know, I had some fun money given to me for my birthday. Uh, by my parents and my in-laws, which helped a ton. Like, mm-hmm. it, it ended up paying for, like, a lot of going out and having fun and having some food and picking up groceries, that kind of stuff. Really, really cool. Um, I only spent about $1,000. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That's two weeks. So I could easily spend that ho- at home. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so... That's super doable, then, to, like... Yeah, yeah and I just... I, if I can still figure out cheap ways to travel, you know, like, I really do love Airbnbs. I know they're not great, but, you know, staying in ones that are a room in people's houses are a little bit less destructive than, like, whole apartments, because they aren't the same sort of, like, rental, you know, That's true. Suck I hole. just... I just... I don't want to have roommates even when I'm traveling. No, that's totally legit. I just don't yeah. personally like hotels. I find them mm. really weird, um, and they're very expensive. Yeah. So, yeah, the Airbnb I stayed in, I had a private bathroom, and they went to work every day, so I never really saw them. Except yeah, for, fair like, enough. like, half an hour, maybe, I would see them a day, and they had a cute dog, and they left out, like, the most elaborate breakfast stuff for me. Like, nice. I, I put the spread on Instagram, because it was just so Insta-worthy. It was a beautiful, like, a continental style, <laughs> so... Shout out to Will and Iona. Congratulations on your marriage. That's so cute. They were all getting all excited. Yeah. Yeah. And she's pregnant, too. Oh. Cute. Scandalous. Cute. Shotgun wedding. Oh, my goodness. Aw, that's so nice. Yeah. I just get wistful. I really want to do some traveling, for sure. Yeah. Let's fucking go, man. Into it. Let's just fucking go. Okay. We'll do this podcast from the road. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Who's going to stop us? Yeah. Nobody. Nobody! God damn it. Yeah. Yeah, well, we'll be back next week with another round of awesome guests. Whoever that is, I don't know yet. I've got people lined up. Oh, really? Well, sort of. (laughs) Great. (laughs) Okay, see you guys next week. Bye!